Hello, listeners. I'm Belma Vardy. Welcome to Heavenly Interventions, the podcast. When you say to God, change me and do whatever it takes, watch what happens. I've entitled this podcast, Yielding to the Unknown. In 1994, people traveled from all over the world to a church called Toronto Airport Christian Fellowship, shortened to TACF, now known as Catch the Fire Toronto, to experience what was called the Toronto Blessing. The blessing started late in January that year when during an ordinary church service, God surprised everyone and showed up in a way no one expected. God's presence in the form of His Spirit was so powerful that from all reports, lives were radically transformed. People's reactions when the Holy Spirit came upon them attracted a lot of attention. They responded to God's touch and presence on their physical bodies in a variety of unfamiliar and unusual ways. Many reacted with loud laughter or crying, shaking, spontaneous dancing, shouting, and various vocal expressions. Some found these behaviors or quote-unquote physical manifestations difficult to explain and accept. I had my introduction to this phenomenon early on when it was just beginning. One evening, I accompanied a friend to the airport church. When we arrived, an unexpected sight greeted us. The church service was definitely over, but people were rolling on the floor, laughing hysterically. I sat down at the back of the church, watched and kept my distance. While I was hungry for more of God, I was highly skeptical of all the unusual activity. This can't be for real, I thought. These people are looking for attention. I was critical, skeptical, and glad I didn't belong to, quote-unquote, this weird church. It was an understatement to say that what I was witnessing did not fit my Christian reform grid. While I stood near the door ready to leave, someone came and asked if I wanted prayer. Well, I can always use prayer, I reasoned, and quickly added, I'll receive whatever you have for me, Lord. What is not of you, don't let it come on me. As soon as I agreed, out of nowhere, ten people surrounded me to pray. While they were praying, I felt heat penetrate my face, as if the Lord's face was right against mine. His love filled me from the bottom of my feet up through my whole body. I am by nature analytical and don't accept anything readily, without checking it out first. But that prayer time was such a good experience, I decided to go back and observe a meeting. I was fascinated by it all, 
but not totally convinced it was of God. While I didn't experience any of the physical manifestations, I noticed in my quiet times with the Lord changes in my attitude and in the way I relate it to people. I forgave others with greater freedom and was more aware of times when I needed to repent. I also noticed a growing desire to know God more intimately. I felt refreshed, rejuvenated, and deeply in love with my Heavenly Father. As these changes took place in me, I concluded that what I was witnessing at TACF was indeed a move of God, and I became more open and receptive. I shared my experience with my friend, and that evening we went back. At the end of the meeting, I went up for prayer. The ministry team prayed for me, and I fell to the floor without anyone touching me. As I lay on the floor, a beautiful presence enveloped me. For three hours, my physical body was unable to get up. As I rested there, in the spirit, I seemed to be walking in a lush green pasture, hand in hand with Jesus. We came to a river. He said it was the river of life that flows from the throne of God. Well, that's from Revelation 22, 3. The first part of the river was very shallow, about a foot deep. We walked further in, and I noticed the water flowing through my leg and not around it. As it deepened, refreshing flowed through my body from my toes up to my head. That night I awoke suddenly at two o'clock in the morning. Look at your leg, I heard a voice say. I think that voice was God. Since July 1988, I'd had a chronic skin condition on my leg. It started as a mild rash, but by March 1994, it covered a 4 by 4 inch area and was raised and swollen about a sixteenth of an inch. It was extremely irritating, itchy and painful. I had been to the doctor many times to seek treatment, but he told me I would have to live with it. I looked at my leg, and the rash was totally gone. I gasped and touched the spot, rubbing it in awe. My leg had smooth, brand new skin. I wondered for a moment if I was dreaming. I asked, where did it go, Lord? What happened? Eventually, I fell back asleep. When I awoke that morning, I immediately remembered my shock and awe during the night and looked at my leg first thing. It had not been a dream. My leg was still healed. It was very hard for my brain to process that God loved me so much. He would heal me. I now have learned that healing doesn't depend on how much God loves us. He loves all the time and with infinite love. Rather, healing depends on what Jesus did on our behalf. He was whipped until his flesh was in shreds and his bones were exposed. 
And with those stripes, the Bible says in Isaiah 53, 5, he took all our pain, Isaiah 54, 4, and sicknesses in Matthew 8, 17, and gave us his divine health and healing. I now believe that we don't have to pray for healing. Healing is already ours if we believe that Jesus is the Son of God and gave himself for our salvation. We just have to receive it. Well, that night I had a related dream. In it, I relived my previous night's experience of walking hand in hand with the Lord in heaven. But this time, when we came to the river, he said, This is the river of life. In it, there's healing. As we walked through it, you were healed. My child, I love you. Receive my love. Even in my sleep, I was overcome. I woke up weeping, feeling overwhelmed with gratitude. Later, I made an appointment for my doctor to look at my leg. The nurse checked my chart. Over the years, I had been given many prescriptions for a medicated cream. Both the doctor and the nurse marveled, saying, I was very, quote-unquote, lucky, because such skin conditions don't go away. They asked what had happened. I told them God had healed me. I believe you, Belma, the nurse said. I felt a stirring inside, like something exciting is about to happen, like the medical and spiritual are coming together as one. Wow, I thought, this was amazing. I left the doctor's office thanking the Lord for his presence and for a chance to share my testimony. To this day, I still thank him for his grace and mercy toward me and give him all the glory. My dear listener, I invite you now to a short time of reflection. If you're able, find a quiet place where you can open yourself to the work of the Holy Spirit. Listen to the questions based on the story you've just heard. Let the Spirit guide your thoughts with prompts that can bring healing and show you actions you can take to further your journey to wholeness and abundant life. In this story, I talked about my time at the Toronto Airport Christian Fellowship and how it did not fit with my Christian reform grid. Has God ever gone outside your grid and done the unexpected? Think about that experience and what it did for your life. Only good things come from the situations in which God intervenes. While at that church, I said to the Lord, Whatever it takes to change me and make me more like you, I am open. I'm yours. Was that important for the Lord to hear? Why? Can you say that to God right now? I shared that receiving supernatural healing is not based on God's love for us, but on what Jesus has already done for us. The underlying thought, of course, is that God loves us. 
What is your reaction to this statement? Have you ever judged life's ups or downs against a measure of whether God loves you? I know I have. God came to me through a dream and said, You were healed. Receive my love. Indicating that there's a difference in God's mind between me receiving healing and me receiving God's love. Think about what those differences could look like to God. Like the story shows, I had an expectation how God might heal my leg, but I learned differently. Have you limited God's work in your life with preconceived ideas about the way God should intervene? Are you prepared to put your ideas aside and let God set the agenda and the method? Can you let go of your focus on your need and quote-unquote rest in the faith that God will take care of it in His time and His way? Let's pray and give this to the Lord. I'm going to use the phrase, this situation, and leave a pause for you to speak your need into the prayer as we talk to God together. Heavenly Father, right now we lift up this situation to you. We acknowledge your presence is with us. We agree together that you are more than willing and able to intervene. We want to open the deepest place in our hearts to let you in to heal and restore us. We know you're not limited to how you work. We release our striving and preoccupation with ourselves. We say, go outside our grid and do the unexpected. We do not want to limit you. God, whatever it takes to change us and make us more like you, we are open. We are yours. We set aside our own ideas and let you set the agenda. God, take care of it in your time and in your way. We trust you and know you're already at work for us. And in the fullness of your timing, we will see your plan unfold. With grateful hearts, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, listeners, for joining us today. To hear more faith stories, please look for my book entitled, Because God Was There. You can order it through Amazon or from my webpage, www.celebrationofdance.com. I've loved this time together. It's always a privilege to be with you. I look forward to the next time we meet. Until then, God bless you in everything you do for Him.